Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by to listen to this podcast show, Mental Wellness for You. My name is Dr. Nicole Arcady, and I'm your mental wellness expert. I come to you with over 22 years in the field of social and behavioral sciences. This podcast was geared because I wanted to make sure to talk to my moms who are constantly working, doing various roles and tasks, and oftentimes forget to take care of our own mental health, to forget to put ourselves first and do those things that are necessary to ensure that we are able to handle the stressors of life. So in this podcast, you're gonna hear different interviews that I speak to various women and seeing what they have found to be helpful to help with their mental wellness. You're also gonna hear different topics and subject matters that are gonna be geared towards you all having mental wellness. So sit back, buckle up, and be ready for the experience of ensuring your mental wellness. Well, hello, ladies, moms. Welcome back to another episode of Mental Wellness for You, Moms Matter Too. And what we are going to be talking about today is change. How do you adjust when adapt to the mass balance dynamic that you're going on, right? And so you may be thinking, well, what do you mean, Dr. Nicole, what do you mean about adapting to the new family dynamic? Well, what happens is as moms, right, we are the ones that are nurturers. We are taking on so many things. We are the ones that sit up at night, you know, worrying about our kids and, and wanting to make sure that they are doing well. We think about their psychological, emotional well-being. We think about their physical well-being. We think about their spiritual well-being. We do as moms, right? We all know that we have been socialized to be nurturers, to be caregivers, to think about other people outside of ourselves. And that's one of the main reasons why I created this podcast show is because moms oftentimes are not thinking about themselves, putting myself in there, ourselves, because we have been, for lack of a better word, programmed, right, to often think about other people and we don't think about ourselves. But when your family changes, you're really challenging thing to adapt and adjust to, right? That means you go from being a single household, so let's say you have a partner, you're married, well, let's say you, you know, are just by yourself. And when you add kids, that's a change to the family dynamic. So you go from being a single individual or being a childless individual or a childless couple. And then when you add a child to the mix, that is a new adjustment. Oftentimes it's a happy adjustment or it can be a stressful adjustment depending on if you're ready or not for that change, right? So if I grab my eldest child, when I was my last year in my undergrad, right? So I, I know I've mentioned this before. So that was different. That was a new change to my now new, you know, growing family dynamic. And I had to quickly adjust and adapt to that. Then, right, I had to adapt and adjust to getting married and having multiple children, right? That's a change to the family dynamic. Another change to a family dynamic can be if someone moves into your household, right? So, you may already have things situated and ready and the way that you like it. And then you can have someone move in and it can completely change 
right? Just the household dynamic. So that means maybe your mom moves in. Maybe you have an uncle, an aunt. You can even have a cousin. Maybe you have a sibling that moves into your household. That changes the family dynamic because now you have to acclimate and adjust that new individual into your household. And if it's an older individual, let's say say your mom moves in. That's different. So if your mom moves in, that could really be challenging because... When you have your mother, you know, you're, you're, you're with the child. So you see your mom being the mother. And so having your mom move into your actual household can be a big adjustment for you because now you have to shift and think, okay, well, how are things going to be ran? How are we going to function in this household? It works well when you're able to sit down with the individual that you have moving into your house and really discuss the guidelines, really outline what your expectations are for them have yourself so that it can decrease the confusion. But we want to decrease the confusion as much as possible. And so sitting down with the individual, having candid, uncomfortable conversations about just it could be something as simple as, you know, in our household, this is how we tend to do things, right? Because they're coming into your house and they may have a different way of how they're used to living. They may have they may function and operationalize things differently than you do, which is okay, but they need to have an understanding of what it's going to look like in your household. We think about that. Like, what are you prepared to give up? What are you prepared to compromise on, right? Because when you're bringing someone in to your household, that is a big change, a big shift. And it can be a challenging thing. It can be in conflict if you don't manage it and handle it well. So the best way to do that, I've always found, and a big part of what I, I help with my clients is to really sit down, have some clear guidelines about what the expectations are. What is all rules in your home? We think this is really simple, but it's not. Not everyone, well, I'm not going to say not everyone has house rules. Some people don't. But everyone's house rules may look differently, right? So in our lifestyle, Right, tell the kids you pick up behind yourself. I don't care. And if you see something on the floor, pick it up. Well, I didn't do that. Okay, but we're all living in this house together. We all need to work together to make sure we maintain the household and keep it clean and organized. So we don't care if you didn't drop it. If you if you walk down the stairs and you see some paper on the floor, don't just step over it. Right? That's one of the rules in our house. One of the other rules is we don't call each other names. We don't curse at one another. That's a household rule. And everyone has different rules that they go by. So whenever you bring someone into your house and it's changing your family dynamic, that needs to be a discussion, right, about what the expectations are. I can't say it enough. I keep saying expectations because we can have realistic and unrealistic expectations of others. And so that means they can also have realistic and unrealistic expectations of us. And so having a conversation helps to minimize any lack of understanding about what is expected from the individual that's coming in and what you're willing to do and what you can do for that person. So that's one way of the family dynamics changing, right? When you bring someone into the household, that definitely changes. Now, I want to talk a little bit about changing of the family dynamics when you have your child moving out, because I've been hearing from a lot of you who have reached out and said, you know, Dr. Nicole, it is hard to let go when I am a mom and I just want to keep my kids close and I know they're adults and I know that they need to get out. I know that this is a part 
of them learning how to become an adult, become their own individual, but it's hard. And I got to tell you, I understand. Now, I already understood it from a theoretical perspective, right? Because I work with parents and moms and helping them through that transition when they do have a child that leaves the household. But I got to tell you, now I know it as a member of the club that most moms don't really want to participate here, which is my kid moved out. So my husband and I just actually, we dropped our eldest son off at the airport. And I got to tell you, you know, I, it, it was tough. It was tough. He's moving out of state. Um, so we're, you know, we're praying for him. We're encouraging him. We also want him to keep a level head. And it was funny because we dropped him off and I told my husband, well, I want to go inside with him. And I want to make sure he knows everything. Because you realize when your children are about to leave the house, like, well, things they just don't seem to know. Like, you didn't even, I didn't even think about just the airport part of it, right? Like, because... I'm the one who always organizes and does the flights and make sure we have our boarding passes, make a grab through and tell them, make sure you got everything in your backpack, make you have that in your suitcase, right? So I'm used to doing it, but I didn't even think about things to make sure that my son was prepared. So guess what? With this youngest son who was a senior in high school, when he's ready to go away, I'm going to be on it because I'm learning from my older son. And so I, you know, walked him into the airport. We were waiting in the line, you know, and I was like, okay, you got this. And, and I, you know, I was explaining to him about baggage claim and he had to go up to the front because he had to wait where he went. And this particular airline, they didn't require you to print out your luggage tax, you know, because oftentimes you go into the airport and they make you these little kiosks, print them out. I quit doing that, but they make you print them out. So I was actually happy that he didn't have to worry about that hassle of doing that. So, you know, so okay, you got everything in here? He's like, yeah, I got everything. And, you know, I get his dad had already given him a hug and spoke to him, you know, outside the airport. So then, you know, I gave him his hug. I, I We prayed while we were there waiting, you know. And then I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be a great adventure. Look at it this way. Just giving him some words of encouragement because I saw his eyes were red. But this is you know, his first time leaving home, you know, leaving home. And he's adulting now. I mean, really adulting. And so I walked out. I was like, okay, fine. We got back into the car. And then I told my husband, oh, wait, I forgot something. So I run back in there because I forgot to give him his Lysol wipes so he can wipe down the, you know, the seat when he gets in the airport, or gets on the airplane. And so I went back in there and said, oh, you forgot this. He was like, okay, thanks. I put it in his bag. And I left out again. And he's like, so thanks for giving me something else. So I grabbed, grabbed back inside. Oh, here's some motion because. Because my son is like me. He loves to to have dry hands. He loves to have his hands, you know, moisturized. So I was like, here, you can have my little bit of emotion that you can carry with you. And here's some Tic Tacs, too. Some push, some breath. Look in the railroad, right? And so he just smiled. And I, you know, gave it to him. He said, okay, I love you, Mom. And I was like, I love you, too. And he and I left out. And so when I got back in the car, my husband and I had a moment, you know, and he was like, right. You know, he breathed, he inhaled and exhaled out. And I was like, I know, you know, and I, you know, we just held hands and I saw my husband's eyes tearing. And I was like, I oh, know. And I, you know, had some tears coming and wiping them off or whatever. And we're like, oh, well, you know, first one's down. And, and my oldest is 21. And so, you know, he, he's got, he got opportunity to build a little bit more in the oven, right? Um, and so it's a new transition. So it's still new for us. I mean, completely new transition. So this will be the first Christmas that I don't have all of my children here with me, right? So that's a transition. I'm used to having them here and 
I have, you know, certain thing and traditions that we do when I go shopping and, and different things. And so I made sure because I knew he was leaving, we all took our family Christmas picture. And so I, we take Christmas pictures in our pajamas. So I buy pajamas for us every year so that we can take pictures in. So I got my last family picture. When I say last, you know, I know he's still alive. And so I, you know, I, I feel for those who, whose children have passed away. But I say last one because this is the last one when everyone was inside of my household. This is the last picture before my family dynamics change because he moved away. You know, he's moving away. He's going out there to start his, his you know, to be with his family. And because and he with my grandbaby and he's going to start a new adventure where he's going. And I'm excited for him. Am I nervous? Heck yeah. Am I playing for him? Right. I pray for every single one of my children every single day because I know that's something they need to is to have God's protection and his shield wherever they go. And I know that he's going to be all right. And guess what? This is going to be good for him. No, it is because he needs the opportunity to get from underneath his dad and I so he can stand on his own two feet. Saul, you know, and then know that he has the capabilities to get back up because we have instilled in him some great values some great skills. And so he needs to know that he can do it. And how is he going to know that he can do it unless he goes and he tries to do it, right? And so as moms, yeah, I'm just thinking, oh, my baby has friend, you know, out of the, the system. I don't want him to fall. I was ranged on the map. Was he going to be able to glide? I don't want him to drop down onto the hard things, right? And sometimes that does happen. But... I don't want, and I will not allow my own hesitations as far as fear, right? Because we talked about fear as false evidence appearing real, but that fear can seem so real when you're a parent and your baby is leaving. And I don't care how old your child is, they're still going to be your baby, no matter what age they are, right? And now I understand that concept now better than I have ever understood it because I can recall my mom calling me when I was in my 30s, like, make sure you lock your doors. I'm fine. I'm like, mom. Like in my thirties, I'm married. I have my own kids. Like I, I'm okay. I've been doing this for a while. And she said, "I don't care. You still have my baby, right?" So I understand that, bro. No matter how old my children become, they gonna still be my babies. Now, can I say that I still can respect them though as an adult? And so that's the part of it. We can still be our babies, but we still have to give them the respect as an adult and allow them to start to self-actualize, and they can become into their own self-identity and develop their own values that they're going to take. And of course, we want them to we hope that they still take some of those good values so we'll have good of them. But when you put them down on the inside, so now this is a changing of my family dynamics. So how do you deal with that, moms, when you have a child that moves away or a child that leaves? That's a change in the family dynamics. And so I'm going to be dealing with that, you know, over these next several months and years, whatever. And it's going to be different, but guess what? Different doesn't have to be bad. Different just means, as I've said before, dissimilar, not the same. So my husband and I have already discussed, we're turning it into an exercise room. Yes, I am. I am pulling myself out of the garage. My treadmill is going up there. My wheels are going up there. My ramen chair is going up there. So I'm not going to have just an empty room. Because he's adulting. It's not like he moved out to go to college. He moved out, right? He's starting his new life. So I'm like, okay. So when you come back, guess what? He's going to be a guest. But that room is no longer his. 
So now I have two best friends, right? And so it's changing in the family dynamic. And it's okay to feel sad because guess what? I allow myself to feel sad when we knew he was moving. I allowed myself to process it, right? But oh, feeling sad and, and identifying what I was feeling. It was sad, it was nervousness, right? It was anxiety. Whatever the feeling was, I identified it, I acknowledged it, and I allowed myself to feel it and process it. And I rode through that feeling of discomfort or pain or whatever it was until it was okay. Because ultimately, that's what we have to do. Whatever you are feeling, you have to make sure that you, what did I say? You acknowledge it. Okay, what, what's going on with you right now? You identify what that feeling is. Is it sadness? Is it pain? Is it right? Identify where it's coming from. And then you process it, right? Rudging through response and you ride through it. That's the AIP method that we talk about in my Curious No More book. AIP, acknowledge, identify, and process. You don't have to be able to process however you are feeling because you're feeling how you're feeling. But it's not good to say, well, I shouldn't be feeling that way. Well, you are. Don't tell yourself you shouldn't be feeling some way. Just acknowledge it. Identify it and process it because you're human. You are going to feel it does not matter. So a part of when we're adjusting and adapting to a new family dynamics is we have to go with the flow. You're going to have to feel it. You can't build that cake any quicker than you need to, right? I always tell clients that I know you want to rush the process, but you can't. You got to go through it. That's like when you're baking a cake. This is the analogy I was we're baking, sorry for that, guys. When you're baking the cake, and you're like, I want that cake to be done so fast, so bad, so badly. And you're looking at it, you're looking at it. And then if you pull that cake out the oven before it's actually ready, it's going to be jiggly, mushy, not good at all. So you have to allow the cake to bake and go through the process. And that's the same thing that we go through things. We have to go through the process. We have to ride it out. We have to feel it. We have to acknowledge it. We have to be okay with those feelings as we're riding through them. Because whatever feeling you're having, guess what? I know it doesn't feel like you, but it does lessen over time. So if you're having a sadness or feeling pain, it will lessen and it will not feel as intense the more time that passes when you allow yourself to just ride through it. Like, well, I don't serve, but I don't give us an answer. Like riding through the wave, like finding that perfect spot that you can get on your board. And then you can just ride through that weight and you just coast, right? That's what we have to do with our feelings. Allow them to be and just coast through as you're acknowledging how you're feeling without trying to stop it, but just allowing yourself to feel whatever you need to feel. So it's okay when we're talking about changing changes. Often we don't like change. Well, change is a part of life. We're always having to adapt and to adjust. So this was happening for me right now. I've had my first experience, right? I'm having a shift. One of my first experiences, I've had shifts of family changing dynamics as each child has come. And as I've allowed other family members to move in with me over the years, but I've had my first experience of having the empty nest, right? Having my first child leave the household kind of a thing. But so guess what's going to happen? going to help to prepare me for that next experience when my next child is going to be leaving at the home. And so I'll be better prepared. Is it going to mean I'm not going to throw it off? Absolutely not. Not my babies. I love my kids, but I allow my kids to learn 
it's so rare because that's a part of what our jobs are as parents. We're to equip our children with the tools, the skills that are necessary so that they can be fully functioning, successful members in society. And I want my kids to be happy. And I know happiness is not a state, it's just a continuous process. And so by allowing them to learn that they can fail, but then pick themselves back up. And I don't even like to say fail. I can, let me say they can fall, but then the goal is not to stay down, but to get back up and keep trying. And I don't care how many times they fall. All I care about is that they keep getting back up and keep moving forward. Because we know life, you know, things that they're going to go through is definitely going to knock them down multiple times. And it's okay. It's about getting up and learning. Using those 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 instances of when you fall as a learning opportunity. I'm saying, well, okay, I know not to go down that road. Okay, I know not to go down that road. I know I can step right through it because I'm a step in some poo-poo. Radically. So, no, moms, it is hard. It can be definitely devastating and have a most of intense emotions when you have to adjust and adapt to a new family dynamic and if that new family dynamic is having your child move away that could be just just you know saddening and so allow yourself to embrace it to feel it you may need to give yourself some hugs multiple hugs right i mean just take your hands and wrap them around yourself your arms and wrap them around yourself and say it's going to be all right it's going to be okay if you don't have anyone to do that, well, you do it for yourself. If you do have support, that's amazing. Bring it on one another, wherever your support system is, right? Talk about how you're feeling. Let's so Don't try to keep it inside. That's the one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to suppress our emotions and then just stay inside and they build and they build and they build up until they explode outward in a negative way, right? So I want you to acknowledge identify and process however you are feeling because your feelings matter your feelings are important and whatever you're going through it's going to come to a conclusion at one point or another right so that's what i wanted to just come on here to talk to you about is just having that change in family dynamics and as i'm sitting here talking i'm having some little aha moments that i think oh this will be a great topic oh that'll be a great topic but I don't want to overwhelm you all by having multiple topics in one conversation. But I'm thinking that I am going to have a caveat and a follow-up because as I was talking, I was really thinking about how do you adapt when you lose a child? That's a really tough, difficult one. Um, and that's a part of, you know, that's grieving. And that's a really, really, really deep one. And so I am uh, going to touch that topic eventually. So just stay tuned for that as well. We have come off of our Thanksgiving holiday, right? So that was, I don't know how your holiday was for Thanksgiving. I really had an amazing time. It was one that I remember now because it's the one that I had all of my children with me. And that was simply amazing. I got the opportunity to spend time with my family, my parents, my sisters, everyone. They flew out and they came down and we had a really great time with some bird riding. <laughs> My parents have like, I think, two acres and a half or whatever where they live at. And so they have a huge backyard. So we've been caught, let's still call it a backyard, even though it's on a two acres. And it's huge. And so one of the things that we had the opportunity to do was we rented this bird ride. It was a mechanical bird. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I had a blast. 
If you have not seen it, uh, follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I posted the video up to the prayer because it was absolutely hilarious. When I was doing a good job and I realized my dad really was going slow for me because I looked at other people, especially my husband, when they started to move that mechanical burn the speed of that. I got to tell you, what an amazing time. Well, we have come to the end of this episode. But you have heard something that has inspired you or that you can tell something as the thing that motivates you forever when adjust when you are trying. Well, not, you know what? Let me not say trying. We tell my clients, well, don't try. You rather do something or you don't. But as you are moving towards adjusting to the new family dynamics or just the change in your life, that you do it in a way that is beneficial to you and that is not going to cause you or that's going to decrease the emotional distress that you may be going through. All right, I'm going to wrap up. So this is it. Why is it so very important for me to talk about and for you to know about mental wellness? Well, that's just simple because you better too. Talk time for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mental Wellness for You. Moms Matter too. With your very own Cardinals, Dr. Nicole Arcady, your red hair. Take care, everyone.